I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Boy, you got to give it to these NFL guys, man. A whole summer of hype with Aaron Rodgers going into the darkness, coming out, joining the New York Jets. Bucks were up there with a joint workout. Place is all abuzz. City is on fire. Then what do you have? The first Monday night game of the year. And Jets versus Buffalo. Uh, just a great AFC East matchup. And it's the debut of A-Rodge, Aaron Rodgers, in a Jets uniform. He comes running out, carrying the American flag on 9-11. Are you kidding me? That place, my TV was shaking. It was so loud. It was incredible, man. What energy. What emotion. What anticipation. What the hell happened? <laughs> four plays, just four plays into Aaron Rodgers' new tenure with the New York Jets. He goes down in a heap, and according to my sources, it could be an ankle, look to be in the ankle area. However, some are saying that maybe it's an Achilles. We don't have any confirmation of that. We'll get more on it later. I think if Adam Schefter mentions the word Achilles, that's not by accident. Nope. But see, the, the NFL fooled you. They fooled you because they wrote they, they did promos about the script of writing Patrick Mahomes out of the NFL. <laughs> it was actually Aaron Rodgers. That's right. That's right. After I'm four telling after you, four man. the documentary called Four Snaps. Four Snaps, that's right. Um What if I told you? That's right. There was a guy who played twenty years in Green Bay, Wisconsin. He came to New York for four snaps. Um I mean, you really couldn't write a more nightmarish story for the opener than this one. Just think of MetLife Stadium the last 24 hours. Oh, yeah. You, man. <laughs> although, Easy. although I will say, as we're taping this and there's a minute 48 left in the game, the Jets are leading. Yeah, they are. I mean, up 16-13. It hasn't been a, a very good, well-played game. In fact, and I don't know how this is going to turn out, and you guys will know with us as we watch this sort of live to tape here, if you will. Um, but if Josh Allen doesn't stop playing the way Josh Allen wants to play right now, he's going to do nothing in Buffalo in terms of taking his team very deep in the playoffs. I don't even know that he's going to stay alive because this cat, all he does is throw his body into piles, man. You can't be running around taking all those hits. You just can't. Well, he's also throwing the ball to Jordan Whitehead all night long. <laughs> oh, how about that, by the way, former Buccaneer Jordan Whitehead? He's never three had three. Inter- he's never had three interceptions in a season. Yeah, he had three on opening night. Yeah, check that box. Well, three. Three, it could be four. I mean, uh, Buffalo still got the ball. He could get well, another that's one. That's true. He might seal one here. You know, it's funny because when he played here, um, really good player, good guy, good dude. Was all yoked up, a big weightlifting guy. Had a, like a first team all beats right and. uh but not a tall guy, not not a very tall guy, but a, a very big hitter. Like he was known for for knocking piles, and you know, and in, here in in uh, 
his current situation here with the Jets, he's playing a little more center field, it seems. And, yeah, three picks in one night. I mean, call me crazy. I think he's pretty much got the defensive player of the week locked up. But um, it's been something to watch. He's been great. It's been the, – the game itself is, is, you know, obviously like when the air came out of the balloon, the whole game kind of took on this culture of bleh, who cares. You know, it's, it's it's Wilson. It's, you know. Um, but it's it's been close, maybe not well played, but close. And that's why the Jets still could win it. But uh, unless Josh Allen, you know, does what Josh Allen needs to do, which is put together a really respectable drive like this back shoulder throw right there to Stephon Diggs. The one that was beautiful. Offensive pass interference, you mean? Yeah, well, I mean, they, they didn't count it. No, they did. Still, they, yeah, they called it. Oh, they did count it? They oh, called okay. it. Because he, he pushed off. Yeah, they called <laughs> offensive pass interference. Oh, good. Okay. Because <laughs> it definitely was. But 35 seconds to go. You're listening live to tape. Um, so, yeah, the game the game matters, right? Because even though Aaron's hurt and God knows if, if and when he'll play, I do wonder, and, and not knowing the outcome of this, maybe by the time you hear the podcast again, you will know. Let's say this was an Achilles, and it's and he's, it, he tore it, and he's done for nine months. What are the chances you think he comes back and plays at, under that scenario? Uh, with all the hype that he's gone through, with this anticipation mm-hmm. of this first day, and then boom, you know? Well, I think more importantly is what quarterback is out there that they could sign. Oh, I don't think the Jets could sign anybody that's any better. I'm just saying, like, does Aaron well, want to play? What quarterback is out there not playing this year that could sign? Uh, you mean Tom Brady? Well, his son <laughs> lives in New York. Yeah, well, okay. All right, about Tom Brady. <laughs> did you see that ceremony at all that they did for him at uh, Gillette Stadium? A little bit. Man, can I have a little more sugar, please? They butter this guy up enough? I get it, 20 seasons, six Super Bowls. And then he could go right. to a division rival the Jets. And yeah, and that's what I don't I don't see that. I don't see him in the AFC East. But that's the type well, of team that's the type of team he Let me amend that. He'd be great with them, but let me amend that. I do see him in the AFC East. I just see him with Miami. <laughs> Cuz something something got to happen to Tua. Tua by the way had a big day. Yes, he and, did. You know, I, the Dolphins actually look pretty respectable if you ask me. Um So yeah, but what what a, what an opening week. I mean, the Giants get thumped, but 40 to nothing. Then you come out here with all the anticipation. I mean, all day long, every show, ESPN, NFL Network, Aaron, 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 Roger, you know, just everybody. So much anticipation. And and here's the bottom line. And if you listen to this podcast, it means you're smart. Okay? I'm talking to all of you, and there's more than a few. And that is, we told you that the Jets' offensive line was a piece of – crap they're terrible you know Mackay Becton are you kidding me they moved this huge guy from left to to right tackle now and he's supposed to be better over there he's not gives up pressures and you know more on almost every play um and and Rodgers knew it like you could tell because when the Bucks went up there in the joint practices they they pretty much crushed their offensive line you weren't allowed to tackle the quarterback to the ground, mm-hmm. but I think in like four out of six dropbacks to end practice, Rodgers would have been done. So, you know, he's got that going against him and just the hype and everything. But, man, four plays, just four plays. 
It was such an air out of the balloon experience. I can't even begin to tell you. Speaking of offensive lines, you know, I mentioned Mikai Becton, and he was originally a left tackle. Now they've moved him to right tackle. And the bottom line is he had no business being drafted in front of Tristan Wirfs. And so I would submit to you that very few tackles did that year. Wirfs, of course, is going to be an all-pro. And, and oh, by the way, for his first time out playing left tackle, he did pretty darn good mm-hmm. uh, the other night. And um, that's so he, you know, he was a Pro Bowl right tackle. He's going to wind up being a Pro Bowl left tackle at some point, um, you know, sort of in his career. And so we talked to Todd Bowles today, and, and he was, you know, pretty pleased on the whole with the offensive line when you consider that other than Robert Hainsey, everybody either either knew or in a new position. But the most impressive thing probably was just the operation. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, getting in and out of the huddle when it's loud like that. Um, you know, you, you tend to see on the road a lot of false starts. They had none. They had absolutely none. In fact, I think they only had three penalties overall for the game, which is just, you know, remarkable. I mean, that's that's how you win football games is you don't beat their sel- yourselves because most of these games are often lost before they're won. Um so yeah, you know, it, I think I think some of the running game problem is on the backs. To be honest with you, it's a new system. I don't think Rashad White was hitting it up in there just just very well. Um, yeah, just a lot of things, man. That I thought the offensive line did good, uh, not the least of which, I've, for the most part, they protected Baker. Now Baker got rid of the ball a lot, and that was that helped him. Uh, he took one or two decent hits, but yeah, overall, just one sack they gave up. Yeah. Yeah, overall, I thought I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I, I didn't, you know. <laughs> did that just happen? So it we're did. watching this game, and it was a doink for the tie from about 50. Doinked off the left upright and threw. And in, yes. <laughs> Most likely going to overtime. Two seconds left. It would appear. Although you could go Sean Payton here, an onside kick. You get the laces right this time. That ball was blown all over. Oh, right around the ribbon, too. And foot higher, and it then oh. it, it goes over the goalpost. Yeah, then what? And then, then they would call know, it no good. Well, depending on what the official thought. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, like, I knew it all the time. Oh, my goodness. These are important games because they're division games, and those are always important. Um, but, but getting back to the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, the offensive line did exactly what they needed to do yesterday. I, I, I mean, so. I, I don't think it was a great performance, but it was definitely not the doom and gloom that you wouldn't have been surprised if you saw. No. You know, and, and, I mean, and, the offensive line last year wasn't very good. Right. It's pretty much a lot of the same cast of characters. Jensen isn't back. Worse yeah. move sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's new guards. Gedeke, new guards. Gedeke right, went rookie. to right tackle, but, you know, you you didn't have the penalties. You didn't have – it wasn't like you're sitting there going, oh, gosh, the offensive line. Like, it wasn't Brady getting rid of the ball at two seconds because because there was guys in the backfield the whole time. Yeah, but you know what it was a lot of? Especially in the first half, mm-hmm. run for two yards, run for a yard, third and seven, third mm-hmm. and eight. Third and nine, and that and that's why you know Baker Mayfield started three of eleven for twelve yards or whatever it was. Um, you know, the, so many times he was trying to bail them out on third and long, mm-hmm. and you know it's, you just can't keep doing that. You just just no no way to make a living. So, 
you know, I, I thought, I mean, we talked about a little bit about this last night. I mean, basically, you know, Brian Flores had, had a good plan in that mm-hmm. he was showing blitz all the time, cover zero, and then as soon as Baker would set the protection and a hot route or maybe two guys going out and keeping guys in the block, they would call it off and they'd snap the ball and it would be eight on two. You know, and it's awfully easy to cover two guys with eight when you're dropping eight. So that kind of messed with them until they got in the two-minute situation, and then they got a little bit of rhythm and some easy throws. And, you know, yeah, but Baker had time. I think he took one hit, one sack, um, and, you know, he was flushed a couple times. If I had any advice, it would be like, don't do what you're doing with in terms of sliding and diving and all that stuff. Like, that's going to be the hard thing for him to accept is that, if you're going to be the quarterback, they need you to be the quarterback for 17 weeks. And if I were a Bucks fan, and I'm not, but if I were, I would be concerned that this guy, you know, could get hurt and get hurt because of just the way he plays. Do you see the video? Like he, he, he stiff arms this one guy and he's just yelling at him, put some weight on, bro. Put some weight on. I mean, he's, he's hilarious during the game he's so fired up and so fiery that you can't help and of course he got that bench totally ignited i mean devin white all those guys came out of their shoes um when he lowered his head you know and 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 took that hit on or actually initiated the contact so that was fun um i still think boring baker is the way to go like they just take what's there and you have to punt whatever and you know just 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 stay alive but um but he did have a better second half and that that's what matters. When they did figure it out, I think he was 16 or 17, something like that, for 23, um, and a bunch, you know, a bunch of yards, 160 yards, whatever it was. So from that standpoint, you know, it was a good, good finish. The ratings good, all of that. And the biggest thing is no turnovers, man. If you don't turn the ball over, you, your defense can give you a chance, especially how good they are. Because I think people, if they were objective, they would tell you, I believe that just looking at them play, the Bucks defense is a hell of a lot better than people realized. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, it's a, if, if you have their 11 guys, okay, no injuries, none of that BS, you have their 11 guys, they're a handful, man. There's some upgrades on it, to be honest with you. No question. And, and I think, you know, having Shaq Barrett back healthy, mm-hmm. Antoine Winfield moving to safety, back to safety from nickel corner is huge. Oh, it's for this huge. Defense. Yeah. That may be the biggest move on the defense because he was so good his first couple of years at safety. Yeah, he was. I mean, you know, tremendous. One of the best in the NFL. Then they moved him to nickel corner last year because they needed him to. Mm-hmm. And and he didn't hold up durability-wise, and it, it really hurt their back end. Not, you know, they signed a couple safeties. They did okay. Right. But it wasn't Winfield. Mm-mm. And moving him back, and you saw that. And granted, you went home, family and friends back in Minnesota. But I think you're going to see that type of play from him all year because he's that good. And 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 you almost kind of forgot how good he was at safety because of last yeah, year. they had him down in the nickel so much. And mm-hmm. you're right in in this sense that uh, I'll tell you how good he is. How good is he? Um, he just had his tenth sack the other night. And of course, he had the he went for the triple crown. He had the sack, forced fumble recovery, mm-hmm. which is hard to do. But that was his tenth sack. And I know he may not play sixteen years, but at this point in his career, he's ahead of Rondé Barber. 
who was one of the biggest, you know, corners that could also sack quarterbacks that, that there's ever been in the game. He revolutionized sort of the position with his ability to rush and cover. And yeah, 10 sacks Winfield has, and he hasn't been playing that damn long. I thought he looked comfortable back where he was in his traditional safety space. You could make an argument, and I know Shaq Barrett has done some things in this league, and I know Vita Vea is a, is a force of mm-hmm. nature, right? And he's led the team in sacks before. There's a bunch of pro bowlers and things. You could make an argument that after Devin White uh, and or maybe Levante David or something like that, that no worse than third on defense is Antoine Winfield Jr. Like that's how good he is. He's one of their top three guys, and that's that's eliminating guys like Shaq, you know, people that have done it in the past, but just right now, he can just do so many things to affect the game. And a sure tackler, you get get him in open open field, like he's going to make that tackle, going to stop that guy for the first down. Covers pretty well. Um, like to see him get a few more picks before it's all said and done. But uh, yeah, man, what a player! I mean, he was he was great. He was all over the field, and and. Like I said, he, he goes in there and not just gets the quarterback. He gets the ball out and recovers it, um, you know, in a spot on the field that, you know, set up a Bucks field goal. I mean, if you look at the turnovers, there's easily like a 17-point swing mm-hmm. between what they did and what the Bucks were able to cash in on. So the Vikings gave that game away. But, yeah, Antoine Winfield Jr., sign me up. I mean, like I said, I don't know if he'll play 60 years, but – He's he's off to a good start in terms of trying to catch Rondé for sacks. I remember watching his dad do the same stuff in Minnesota when I lived Did up there. Did he? Was he the same kind of player? I, I mean, it was more corner than safety. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah. I mean, he was he was sure tackler. Yeah. Uh, a great blitzer. Um, Just, you know, he's just he would do anything uh, and do it all well. Like, he was tremendous. And that was near the end of his career when I was in Minnesota. But he was right. still fantastic. Like just impacted the game in so many different ways. Yeah, played a long time. He played. Mm-hmm. He played for the Vikings and the Bills. Yep. And um, you know him. I mean, going home, I think was emotional a little bit for Winfield Jr. because not only is that his, you know, where he's from, but like he played college ball there. You know, he's he's Golden Gopher. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> so they're into overtime. They punt it away. And we've got a punt return for a touchdown walk-off. Zach Game Wilson over. gets the win. Yeah, he did. Who had the return? I'm not sure who. Let's see. Wow, this is exciting. We're kind of doing the, the Manning cast without the Manning. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the guests. <laughs> That's right. Well, we could call somebody if you'd like. Trust me. That was. I don't think I've seen a walk-off uh, kick return in some time. You know? Oh, that's some fired up bunch of Jets. Aaron who? Boy. Yeah, right. Let me just say this. The Bills, they gave this game away, man. So let, let's get this right in the AFC. Mahomes, Burrow, and Allen all lose in week one. <laughs> that's right. Dolphins. Gibson was the guy who returned it. But the, those top three quarterbacks that they've talked about in the AFC all lose in week one. Yeah, because we don't know anything. It's the NFL, so we don't know anything. And of course, Zach is acting like he did something. Now, Whitehead, he did do something. Meanwhile, and I think I saw this the first time ever, 
The Lions, oh the Browns, gosh. the Raiders, and Jags all start one and zero. First time I ever. got one for you. How about every major team in the state of Florida won this week in football? Mm-hmm. When has that happened before? Well, in college football, it was 2018 was the last time it happened on the same weekend. Okay, what well, happened? It happened with Florida State, teams, Florida, yeah. Miami, and UCF, and then also the Jaguars, the Dolphins, and the Bucks. Yeah. State of euphoria, right? Football capital. I mean, I mean, the state of Florida. Champa Bay, heck. Look at all these cutbacks. I mean, I'm not sure anybody laid a glove on this guy. Oh, Morris got air. He was tripping. He was probably the last guy to get close to him. Punter got his hands on him, but that was about it. Yeah, he needed really good effort there to try to shove him on the ground. It's a lost start, man. That, that is a, that's a game that the Jets just stole in division. Oh, they stole it. It was it was gifted to them. It was it came with a box and a bow, and like FedEx was outside asking if they would sign for it. I mean, but this you know thing. what? When you have a good defense, yeah, you're always in it, man. You just need one mean, one play by Garrett Wilson, one phenomenal catch. I mean, they lost this game because Josh Allen is a turnover machine. Mm-hmm. You know. He had all those interceptions and and lost a fumble. Great block on a return, by the way. But when you when you win the turnover battle, which the Bucks did on Sunday, oh, yeah. you give yourself Makes a great it, chance to win. No question, got a hell of a lot easier, man. Yep, Jets took advantage of, of it. The Bucks took advantage of it. Mm-hmm. And and that's because most games are not won in the NFL; they're lost. They're lost by stupidity, <laughs> to be honest with you, um, like that. But now. Of course, the Jets will have to regroup and say, hey, man, how's Aaron doing? If it turns out, Kareem resources, you could have an Achilles. I don't even think you use the word Achilles unless there's a chance it's it's a damn Achilles. And they would know that immediately. Mm-hmm. And if it is, then he's out for the year. And then, then it's anybody's bet whether or not he wants to continue playing after that. You know, Brady made it, made it look easy, but we, we all know that he's a freak, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing about Brady that that people will try to emulate but can't is his durability. You know, what he did in the offseason, man, his flexibility, you know, the way he took care of his body. I mean, he made those sacrifices nutritionally and everything else, and that's why he was still able to do what he did. You know, easy to say, hard to do, man. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know how far the Jets are going to go, but I do know that Josh Allen, who's an incredible talent, just doesn't know how to play quarterback. He just doesn't. It should, as Tom Moore likes to say, it's one, two, three. Get rid of that son of a bitch. <laughs> That's pretty much it. But yeah, well, not not a a horrible nine one one in New York. Obviously, with the uh, with the Jets winning. Um, now you've got them. Who are the two losers? So Miami won. The Jets won. Patriots lost. Patriots and Buffalo both lost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so two-way tie at the, at the top. But all that matters is how is A-Raj? How is he going to go? Because that's the whole season, man. That was the whole hype machine. That was everything. I cannot believe that it only lasted just four plays. I mean, cannot believe. Zach Wilson or no Zach Wilson, it's like he might be the greatest story in the NFL this year. But, man, that just shows you just how difficult it is to stay, you know, out of that trainer's room because it didn't look like a hit that would necessarily cause him to to miss games at least. But it was. 
I guess we're going to get an Aaron Rodgers update. Maybe we'll be able to break that here on Sports Day Tampa Bay. Hey, you already know, though, it's hurricane season in Florida. I'm a little nervous about that because my son, as we speak, is doing a cruise to the Bahamas, and, well, there's a hurricane way out there. Um, But there's still time to keep the power on without breaking the bank. That's getting solar battery backup power from May Electric Solar. Now, with solar battery backup power, there is no fuel cost. There's no loud generator noise, no annual maintenance cost. Plus, May Electric Solar offers a 15-year warranty. Solar battery backup can also save you hundreds of dollars each month. And if you lose power, a generator could cost you over $2,000 just in a week to keep your house running. New solar battery backup systems qualify for a 30% tax credit, or you can add a battery to your existing M-Phase solar system. So trust the pros in solar. To learn more about May Electric Solar Battery Backup or to get started, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. Hey, along the lines of, of football and, and injuries and things like that with Aaron Rodgers going down on the fourth play, we had a mailback question uh, about the subject. Yeah, Cognitively Dissonant uh, tweeted us. says, in retrospect... I would say that the Bucks were fortunate that Tom Brady never got hurt. Was it more of experience of him getting rid of the ball quicker? And did Aaron Rodgers wait too long to throw it? I'd have to go back and see the A-Rods play. I, it seems to me like the guy was kind of on him, and when he was taking him down, he knew he was going down, but when he was taking him down, he kind of fell awkwardly um, and did something to his leg. So I don't know. I mean, yes, Tom Brady is – more than just a little bit responsible for the protection that he had here in Tampa Bay. Now, when he first got here, you know, guys like Ali Marpet and Jensen was healthy and, you know, you had a lot of veteran players. Donovan Smith was still productive. They all got together and decided that, hey, we're not going to be the guy that gets him knocked out. Like, I mean, they literally would say that to each other. Like, ain't going to be me, man. I ain't going to miss a block and get this get this cat hit. Now, he did get hit because it's football once in a while. Um, but... You know, Tom got rid of the ball faster than any quarterback, even faster than he was used to that last year. And when you do that, um, they can't sack you. In fact, the Bucks had the fewest sacks a year ago with just 22. And that's, you know, that's sort of what Tom's philosophy is, is that I'm not taking hits. I'm not going to get hit. I want to keep having my job. I want to be able to sit back here and throw the football. Tom was um, one of the few quarterbacks, and we've talked about Josh Allen tonight, Right. Willing to say, I'll lose this series, I'll lose this yeah, half, I'll, I'll lose, lose this game, games. I'll lose yeah. a couple games. Absolutely. But that's still better than me being out. Yep. And so, you know, most quarterbacks, or most players, it's like, you know, you could sit there and say that all day long, but when you get to the fourth quarter and you're down three with two minutes to go. They're prisoners of the moment. You'll do anything yeah. and everything to try to make it work. Tom Brady no would say, I'll lose this game. Mm-hmm if it means I'm not getting hurt. Yeah. There's not many that can do that and be that good in the clutch, too. Well, yeah, it I mean, helps to be good because you don't know how many times yeah. you're going to be in that situation. But um, but it wasn't like he would just roll over and not go for it. I mean, he was the greatest of all time coming back. I mean, right. you know, he was so cool in those moments, but also oh, yeah. not becoming a prisoner of the moment and doing too much in those moments. Right. He was boring. And I used this term to describe Mayfield the other day. You know, things didn't go well, to say the least, in the first half. But sometimes your quarterback just has to take what's there, which might not be much. Might even be a three and out and a punt. Um, but you're not getting yourself beat. And, you know, sometimes the more boring you are, uh, the better it is. But, yeah, I, I, think, I think 
Baker has learned through the years sort of how to prepare, um, what to expect, and when it comes down to it, he's going to fight you because he's a winner. He's always, he's always had that sort of chip on his shoulder, which, which gets bigger during the game. Um, he's just got to be careful because somewhere in there is the mama bear. It's, it's Brady getting rid of it too soon and never getting hurt, or Baker being able to extend plays to the point of where he probably shouldn't, and that's the thing. Like, if you talk to Bowles, he says, well, he's not a scrambler. He's not a guy that we're going to use, you know, running plays on, but will he be back there and able to move around a little bit? Yeah. And and so, you know, that's going to kind of be their offense. But, yeah, I mean, there's no question. When you have 22 sacks with that offensive lineman a year ago, your quarterback is is his biggest protector. And he's done a good job wherever he's been with that, but especially last year, he was not. And and I think at times it cost him games. Um, in fact, I'm sure it did. But he was not about getting hit on his way to retirement. There's no way. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It really is spectacular how this game ended, though. <laughs> when you consider it was like 90,000 in the I believe it's the third it walk-off punt return in overtime history in the NFL. Oh, wow. Xavier Gibson, it went 65. And it was legit bad effort by the punter, by the way. It's going to look bad in the film room. Um, but you know what? They got what they deserved. They screwed around and got beat, and they didn't even have Aaron Rodgers to contend with. So that was interesting. Meanwhile, the Tampa Bay Rays are doing their part. Look, they're trying to get to Baltimore with a, a puncher's chance of sweeping that series and getting themselves all the way back into first place. So those plans are still on, right? They they took down the Cle- or the uh, who they play? They the played Twins, the Minnesota the Twins, divis- the there. Central Division leading Twins. Yeah, right. What Yanni yeah. Diaz four hits. He's incredible. Two singles, double, home run, 20th of the year. Oh, he did hit a homer. Yes, he did. Taylor Walls hit a three-run shot. Wow. Uh, Jose Siri did leave the game after getting hit by a pitch. Stayed in for a little bit, then left later in the game. So that's a concern. Yeah, it is. He's he's tremendous. But, yeah, so the Rays are, I think, still three games back with about 17 to go. I might get my math right here. In what four game series up there? Is that what it is, or three? It's a four game series in Baltimore starting Thursday. Yeah. So yeah, seventeen games to go. But you're the three games back, right? But you're four games back in the loss column. We got you. And if you don't sweep Baltimore this weekend, mm-hmm. then Baltimore will win the season series. And there's no game 163 anymore in baseball. That's the tiebreaker, right? Yeah, so the tiebreaker would be head-to-head. So if you don't mm-hmm. sweep Baltimore, mm-hmm. then you need to finish a game ahead of Baltimore to win the division. Wow. Seems like the deck is stacked a little bit here. But it? it is. And, and you know, right <laughs> now, like, you know, Baltimore is playing uh, St. Louis. Yeah, who's not very good. No, not at all. And the Rays are playing the Twins. 
who who lead the division. Yeah, I mean they're not a great team, but they're good though. They're you know. Okay. Now the schedule down the stretch for Baltimore, they have of course the Rays. Then they go to Houston, to Cleveland. They get Washington at home for two and Boston home for four. Boston may be out of it by then. True. That final week, they may be done. Where the Rays in that final week are getting, what, uh, Toronto's in there. They could be done by then, too. Or they might be a wild card. They get at Boston. They have the Angels coming here. It feels like they're going to be a first wild card. And I think yesterday that would have meant Seattle, I think. Uh, It would have been. Now it's Toronto. Oh, gosh. Uh, but I mean, that's all. They're all within like a half game, a game. Yeah, it's gonna flop around. Uh, I mean, you know, right now it'd be Toronto and Seattle as wild card two and three. Texas is tied with Seattle for that final mm-hmm. wild card, mm-hmm. and Boston is now six games back, so they're probably done. So it's yeah. really the 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 last two wild card spots, assuming the Rays or Baltimore gets the other one. The other two wild cards would be Toronto, Seattle, or Texas. Take two of those three. Yeah, well, they're playing good ball. I mean, that's kind of what matters. And then and then again, all that matters is going to be. You know what they do at the plate. In my opinion, I think they'll pitch well enough, um, but can they hit? You know, and that was that was just the image, right, for a solid year of all those strikeouts out there. And they've they've got to make contact. They got to be themselves. But led by Yandy Diaz, who's just raking this year. He has I mean, been so not only good, consistent, consistent. <laughs> yeah, the dude gets two hits a game. It's stupid, you know. Like I mean, it's it doesn't seem like he's had a slump at all this year. No, because he hasn't. Because he really hasn't. I mean, he's what I think he's second in batting right now in the American League. Corey Seager's up to three thirty-seven. Oh wow! Diaz is batting like three twenty-four. <laughs> oh man, it's interesting. We got a, we got a mailbag question. I don't remember who sent it. Um, and I'll try to dig it up real quick. It was last week, and I wanted to save it, and it just brought me to this as we're looking this up. But I apologize to whoever sent it because I don't remember who sent Johnny it. Johnny from Tampa. But it said, with all the, 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 the changes, the shifts, the pitch clock, all this, it was supposed to help hitting, right? Yep. There's three, four batters in the American League batting over 300. Is that it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yandy's two of them. <laughs> I mean, Seager, Yandy, Bo Bichette, and Shohei Otani. Those are the four. Uh, okay. All right. Um, in Major League Baseball, there's nine. Okay. Now, and I haven't looked at the team batting averages recently. I assume they're higher than they used to be. I'm sure, yeah. But I don't think you've seen this resurgence of left-handed hitters. All of a sudden, their averages skyrocketing. No. And it's kind of funny. I mean, I, I think I think it's made it better for hitters, mm-hmm. the no shifts. And, for sure. And the pitch clock, you can make your argument who it's benefiting, et cetera. Yep. And it does feel like there's more offense, and, and the games are definitely good. I think I saw they're like 24 minutes quicker than last year. Yeah, they're faster. That's the biggest change, yeah. Um, but it didn't br- – It's batting average-wise, at least, it hasn't brought this – Huge increase of hitters like hitting three hundred at least. No, no. And I'm, still... I'm curious why that is, because we thought well, with the shift going away, particularly left-handed batters. I mean, it might take them a little bit to get used to it. But I think the premium is still on power. You know, however you can get it, wherever you have to go. Um, but yeah, it's it's Yandy. 
Yandy has been. There's been a. It's been a long time since I've seen a guy get two hits every game. It's 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 a thing of magic to see him do it. And you know, he's he's been their MVP. I mean, there's no question about that. He's been so good, and if, and and him, they'll need him to play at that level in the postseason if the rest of them are going to come along, mm-hmm. like a Rosarena and those other guys. He's got to set the table at least the first time up. And he's just done so good in that leadoff spot too. He's not your traditional leadoff hitter. No, no. You know, like an Acuna or somebody, although he's not even traditional with how much power he's got, but his speed, of course. Right, right, and right. And his right. ability to get on base. But, but yeah, Yanni's not your typical, but, man, no. he sets the table for that race offense. Yeah, he really does. And for the clubhouse, too, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you've got a lot of players, you know, from different um, environments and countries and, and all of that, but man, I, I suppose he keeps to himself a little bit uh, when he's preparing to play and in the clubhouse and things, but... You know, um, I know he's respected in there. I know what he says got to carry weight in any language. He just he just goes about it the right way. And he's had injuries and he's fought through them and is still productive as hell. So that's the thing. Like so many guys have had good years and yet you just when they get into the postseason, depending on who they play. And I don't know what the matchup would be, but like you just get the feeling like, okay, (laughs) I don't know if they're going to win the World Series type feeling, which you've had that the last few years, maybe misguided as it might have been. Um, But, you know, it's just different right now. So anyway, uh, the Bucs are not at practice. They're off today. The players are off. The coaches are there, of course. And if there's any update on roster changes and stuff like that, we will uh, definitely keep you. In suspense. No, we'll let you know as soon as we can. Uh, and then the Rays continue their series against the uh, Guardians in Cleveland. Not the Twins in Minnesota. Not the Twins. What did I say? Did Guardians I, say, oh, I said Cleveland. the Guardians. Okay, they're not that, playing there. That was Labor Day <laughs> oh, weekend. Oops. <laughs> they play the Twins. In and you know why I know they play the Twins? Because Mark Topkin was with me last night in Minnesota. That's true. It's been a long 24 hours, <laughs> let me just tell you, folks. I mean, we had Topper. Uh, we had Topper, me, and Romano. <laughs> It was like, I don't know. It the was three best there. friends that anybody could have. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking, exactly. <laughs> that or grumpy old men. It was one or the other, but uh, it was it was interesting. The dinner was interesting because we had we we had our just uh, old man complaint sessions. It was fantastic. Um, but no, it was, it was great to see him up there. And, of course, he's there for the Twins. We're playing the Rays. Don't get excited. I got it wrong. Okay, that's one for me. Um, but yeah, it, it was, we had a good time. It was, it was fun, but it was a long day and it's always long on Mondays. And then we're right back at it again. You know, Wednesday they'll begin preparations for their game against the Chicago bears and the bears desperately need a win. They had a terrible opening game against green Bay and their new quarterback and, um, Justin Fields didn't look good. So there'll be a lot of bears fans down, I believe too, from what I understand. So it's going to be a packed house, but it won't always be with, with people rooting for the home team. So. Uh, well, uh, th- later this week, who we got, Steve? Um, we're going to have Tom well, Matt Baker. Jones, is that, is that right? Who? I'm, I probably shouldn't have teased that. Who? Right? Who's I don't that? Know, I, don't, I don't know who that is. Long time, no, long time, no time, right? I mean, yes. Well, it, it, we won't be able to say that after this week. No? <laughs> he will join oh. us this week. Oh, yes. he'll join. Oh, okay. Yeah, we won't be able to say, say long time, no is time. Is he moving? <laughs> no, no, we won't be able to say long time, no time. No time. Oh, okay. Yeah, long time, and then and then you get him for this week. I want his impressions of, of just what he thinks is going on with the Bucks right now. It's always good to get somebody from the outside to say, yeah, you're fooling yourself, or yeah, no, they're really good, or, you know, 
it's kind of what the perception versus reality. I, I kind of know what my reality is, but it's always interesting to hear what people think. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk to Tom. And Matt Baker going to talk a little college football this week. Absolutely. Got some games going on. USF going to take down Alabama. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Uh, because I, I'm just thinking about all the kids that are going to be paying the bills for this trip. That's all <laughs> with their bodies. Um, they have the same record as Alabama. Yes, they do. You're right. And Alabama's wins may not be as impressive as Florida and ms I don't know. Um, but, yeah. Oof. That's, that's tough duty, as uh, my friend Lovey Smith would say. That really is. It'd be hard up there, go up there and get a dub. So, busy week ahead, of course, and it all leads to the Bucks hosting the Chicago Bears on Sunday at Raymond James. We'll get you ready for that all week long uh, and, uh, yeah, talk a little little football, a little baseball, college football, anything you got. And, of course, you can send us your mailback questions as well. You can do that on Twitter at SportsDayTV. You can reach me on Twitter at NFL Stroud or my email address is rstroud at tampabay.com. Thanks for listening. For Steve Burstick, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.